in sharing those two moments that have happened literally almost at the same time, I realized that when you're committed to becoming better at something and and growing in a certain way in your life, your life will give you opportunities to practice. So I could look at those moments and be like, oh, that was so embarrassing. I should have never done that. I should have just quit while I was ahead. And who did I think that I could run my own business? But instead, you know, look at it as, oh, the universe and God is giving me a chance to actually get to that level that I want to get to. Many people want to navigate life with peace and joy, but struggle to connect to their intuition. They find themselves overwhelmed, burned out, and frustrated. My name is Francesca Phillips, and I'm obsessed with spirituality and psychology and how the two can intersect to help you live a successful and intuitive life. I believe each of us can accomplish amazing things through balance and healthy habits instead of burnout. Consider this your go-to resource for where spiritual wellness and mindful productivity meets practical wisdom. If you're craving positivity and want to know how to find the answers within, instead of searching endlessly without, then you're in the right place. Get ready to feel supported and inspired. This is The Good Space Podcast. You're listening to The Good Space Podcast, episode number 21, why perfectionism is toxic and how to deal with it. Before we dive in, I want to give my warm appreciation to our reviewer of the week, Hoopdee-Doo, and they say... I love the way she talks and it has literally changed how I live my life. Please listen to this podcast and improve your life from within. Thank you so much, hoop doo for sharing your kind words. I'm so happy you're enjoying the show. If you want to be highlighted in an upcoming episode and help further the mission of The Good Space, make sure to subscribe and give us a review on Apple Podcasts so I can then highlight your review in an upcoming episode. It only takes a minute. You can pause the episode and come right back. Make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and tag us on your Instagram story at findyourgoodspace, hashtag the good space, to let me know that you're joining in today, as you know that I love to share those screenshots on our stories too. If you're afraid to unearth something within you or have a creative longing but don't know how to let it out, then I invite you to join my Creative Connection group. It's a writing group that's a sacred space for you to work on your creative expression and get positive, constructive feedback from others in the group. This is for beginner and professional writers alike. All are encouraged to join. So to learn more, go to bit.ly slash join creative connection. It'll also be linked in the show notes. So just a little bit more about the meetings itself. I'll lead each session with a spiritual thought and provide writing prompts. Then you can read what you wrote to the group who then shares what was most memorable or strong. Whether you have a book you're working on or need to release some stress, this group is perfect for letting your voice come out. There is one guideline everyone must follow. Anything shared is treated as fiction. That way you and others can feel safe sharing without worrying about judgment. This group is meant to help you feel seen and heard, to find your voice, to give you the space to test out ideas, to grow as a human and creative. If your soul resonates with this message even a little, please click the link in the show notes and join us now. Perfectionism is a topic I've wanted to discuss with you for a while. It's also one I felt nervous to tackle because I've struggled so much with it in the past. But now that I've been making bolder moves this year and literally shaking from the anxiety, I figured this needed to be discussed. Perfectionism is a true obstacle, one you may not even realize affects you as much as it does. Even in preparing this episode, I discovered that some of my blocks were in fact perfectionism. My hope is that by putting perfectionism out in the open, you'll be able to put a label on it in your life, then feel inspired to put into practice a progress mindset instead. 
All right, let's talk about perfectionism at its finest. When I think of perfectionism, I think of negative self-talk, feeling scared to get outside of your comfort zone, believing you have to do all the courses and research before you're worthy to create something, getting angry when things don't go as planned, and the list goes on. I'm sure you can think of a few more things. What every one of those have in common is their ways of saying, I'm not enough. They close off the hope of potential and possibility. As a kid, I didn't care if my crayon drawings looked like art, literally. In the summer when I was at daycare while my parents worked, I would walk around selling stick figure crayon pictures for 25 cents each so I could save money to perform at a local venue. I didn't care if I fumbled my words or was different from someone else. There was no thought outside of wanting to follow the desires in my heart. Yet somewhere along the way, I started feeling like who I was wasn't enough. That to create and put things out there, it had to make sense, have a degree behind it, or look as good as something else already out there. This idea of perfection puts you into survival mode, which literally turns on your body's flight or fight switch. When you're in survival mode, blood rushes to the extremities and you literally lose certain functions in your brain, one of them being creativity. You also can feel dizzy, have short-term memory loss, and other issues. Your body doesn't know the difference between a perceived threat or a real one. When I started following the not-so-holy teachings of perfectionism, I cut off my creativity, my love for life. There are two sides of the coin, though, with perfectionism. So I'm going to mention positive-oriented perfectionism first. So let's get a clear picture of why some perfectionism is healthy. Emphasis on some. Christopher Berglund in Psychology Today says, having some degree of adaptive perfectionism is healthy if it motivates you to aim high and make a concerted effort to do your best when facing any given challenge. The process of pouring your heart into accomplishing something that pushes against your limits and is both challenging and rewarding feels good. Positive-oriented, aka healthy perfectionism, motivates us to aim high and challenge our limits. Going back to my examples, the little kid version of me saw the challenge of finding a way to perform at a local venue. She had to get resourceful to make it happen. There were zero drawing skills to be had, but did the best she could and practice her social skills by trying to sell them. Why I chose drawing, I'll never know, but apparently anything can happen. I think I made like 12 bucks by the end of it, but the challenge felt so rewarding. Otherwise, it wouldn't have stayed in my memory like it did. Now we're going to talk about the more common side of perfectionism, which is toxic perfectionism. Now let's see where things can take a more toxic turn. Psychology Today says, Perfectionism is driven primarily by internal issues such as the desire to avoid failure or harsh judgment. What makes extreme perfectionism so toxic is that while those in its grip desire success, they are more focused on avoiding failure, resulting in a negative orientation. They don't believe in unconditional love, expecting others' affection and approval to be dependent on a flawless performance. Aha. I can think of many times in my life where my focus was on not messing up. It caused a lot of stress. In my corporate days, I remember working much slower than my colleagues. Even talking about this just makes me feel anxious. The idea of messing up paralyzed me, so I was extra careful and thorough. After a while, I thought something was wrong with me because all of my colleagues would get things done super fast, and I even had some supervisors have to talk to me about speeding things up a little bit. And I thought that, you know, something mentally 
was off. And so literally preparing this episode, the light bulb went off. It was perfectionism this whole time. And I didn't even realize it. Now, toxic perfectionism tries to show up when it comes to writing or creating a digital product. Thoughts come to my mind like, you're not good enough. You haven't learned enough. You'll never be enough. That's the internal problem of perfectionism, feeling you're not enough, not capable. That internal struggle manifests externally too. For me, I clean the house or watch TV instead of writing or go on a sauna and see how many tasks I can complete. I gravitate towards urgent tasks to avoid the important work. Yours may look different. Either way, that's perfectionism's work. It stops you from moving forward and keeps you stuck and afraid. So while we're at it, let's talk about the signs of a perfectionist. Here are some signs that someone is a perfectionist from psychology today and good therapy. So I'm going to list about like 10 things. Perfectionists set unrealistically high expectations for themselves and others. They are quick to find fault and overly critical of mistakes. They tend to procrastinate a project out of their fear of failure. Hey, that's me. (laughs) Take an excessive amount of time to complete a task that does not typically take others long to complete. Yep. They shrug off compliments and forget to celebrate their success. They look to specific people in their life for approval and validation. Heyo. View the end product as the most important part of any undertaking. As a result, they may focus less on the process of learning or completing a task to the best of their ability. Difficulty being happy for others who are successful, holding oneself to the standards of others' accomplishments or comparing oneself unfavorably and unrealistically to others. And last but not least, frequent fear of disapproval from others or feelings of insecurity and inadequacy. Did you see yourself or someone you love in those descriptions? The good news is once you become aware of perfectionism, what it is and how it shows up in your life, my hand is raised over here, you can start asking your soul to reveal to you how to move forward. Let's talk about moving away from a perfectionism mindset in favor of embracing a progress one. With perfectionism, you delay moving a project forward or releasing something you created because you feel you'll never be enough. It's a mechanism the ego uses to keep you inside of what's familiar, safe, Progress, however, leaves room for growth and creativity, for possibility and potential. Even just hearing that word versus perfectionism, I feel a weight lift from my shoulders. When you allow progress to be your guiding light, your standard becomes doing your best and learning in the process. That's something that really stood out to me in my interview with Laura Denke. She's a therapist who talks to couples and even just non-couples about self-esteem and worthiness and feeling better and having self-love. And the one thing she said is so many people beat themselves up when they do something wrong or not to the standard they wanted to. They just have such a negative self-talk. And then she mentioned this story of when she was a kid and she didn't get the grades that her sister did. So she just felt awful about herself. And her dad told her, Laura, it's okay. As long as you're doing your best, that's all we could ever ask for And she said that really framed the way that she approached life. And she grew up to become a ballerina in New York City and host television shows and do all these amazing things. And she was able to allow herself to try and fail because doing her best was the standard. And so that's something I want to work so hard to change in myself is that, okay, if I'm doing my best and I'm learning in the process, then that is okay. And that should be the same standard for you as well. 
So going back to allowing progress to be your guiding light, there's also a healthy dose of curiosity that unlocks, which is a good sign because it means you feel safe enough within yourself to explore. Curiosity allows less obvious possibilities to reveal themselves. So what does practicing a progress mindset look like in practical terms? When you want to be progress-minded, it means instead of resisting sitting down to work, like I've done so many times, you think, hmm, I'm curious what will happen if I sit down and open my laptop. You take the next small tiny step and see what happens rather than putting the pressure for some big outcome. I've practiced this lately with my copywriting client work and writing content for my writer's group. I would sit down at my desk feeling the anxiety and blanket of fog in my brain, scared that what I'd create would suck big time, and then I'd be fired, and then found out as a fraud, and so on. So there's definitely a hint of imposter syndrome in there. So I decided to try working on asking myself different questions, like, what's the easiest, least pressure way to start creating? So instead of trying to write copy by also designing the website, which means creating a visual mock-up of a site, which is called a wireframe, I decided to just write words on a blank Google Doc and see what came out. Not only did I finish quicker than usual, but the relief was amazing. I'm learning that the first thing you put on paper isn't close to final, so stop judging it as if it were. Give yourself permission to start with the goal of doing your best. I realized that most of us make things way more complicated than they need to be. And so we add the pressure and the anxiety and the expectation. It just snowballs into this big catastrophic scene. And really, most of it won't even happen. So I feel like just give yourself permission to start small, to open the laptop, to type a word, to call the person or whatever the little step for you is. Start practicing an attitude of progress for yourself this week. Anytime you feel pressure on a project, thinking you can't mess up or you need to win approval, remind yourself everything in life is an opportunity to practice. When you feel anxious or stuck, make it your immediate priority to feel good. Take a break, listen to vibration healing music, or read a list of affirmations. You can also pause and repeat over and over, I'm here, I'm here, which helps you recenter. That's something I've been using a lot lately when I catch myself getting into all of those thoughts. Progress also means putting something out there even when it's not perfect. You stick to a deadline and no matter what, release your work. You know that the higher aspiration of being a professional and letting your art touch other people is more important than perfection. Listen, Over the last few weeks, I've watched documentaries on people who are the greatest of all time in their industries, goats. And aside from being ultra inspired by their passion, drive, and talent, I realized they still weren't perfect. They didn't become who they were through perfection. Michael Jordan won a lot of championships, but he lost some too. Ayrton Senna, the world's greatest Formula One driver, won championships despite industry politics and a bitter rival but he still lost a lot of races. Each time either Jordan or Senna lost, they used that as an opportunity to do better next time. Each performance of theirs was progress, not failure. Their experience grew the more they put themselves out there. Every experience and moment we live is an opportunity to evolve higher. Maybe you're not racing a car at 100 miles per hour, but when you put yourself out there, you gain more experience and progress along your unique path. I vote to remove failure from our vocabulary unless it involves some mechanical issue like a plane or a car. We must begin changing the way we frame moments in our lives. 
see every experience as a learning moment. The idea of progress is to keep going, keep creating. Rarely ever is it a big grand gesture of change. It's also about taking feedback, knowing what's worth keeping and listening to what's worth throwing away, and then deciding from there how to get better. A perfectionist also is someone who tends to take things personal, like when they can do a better job at work or in another situation, they tend to think it's because they're a bad person or a failure. And I have struggled with this so much, but I'm learning to take feedback more graciously and not take it as a personal slight, but an opportunity to get better. And I've definitely, definitely experienced this the last couple of weeks, especially. So I've been putting myself out there a lot more than I usually have. And it's been, yeah, it's been anxiety inducing to say the least. So for example, I sent a landing page that I created for the writing group to a copywriting group I'm a part of. And the leaders of the group ripped it to shreds like literally ripped it to shreds and my face was just bright red. Thank goodness they couldn't see me because it was just, you know, like a workshop webinar type setup so I could see them. But they had my words on a screen in front of everyone and I just felt so embarrassed. And normally I would either cry or I'd want to give up and I'm not going to deny the fact that I did want to give up. I just thought, well, I suck. That's it. I should go. But then I realized this episode that I was about to record and thought, okay, if I was speaking to you or, you know, pretending like I was someone in my audience, what would I say? And I would say, use this as an opportunity to learn and to grow and not take it personally, because reality is getting that feedback is going to make me go quicker, harder and faster to where I need to go than if I just sat in my everyday normal situation, you know, if I never got that feedback to begin with, like I could just keep making the same mediocre copywriting and never get to that next level. And the thing is, it's not like it was mediocre, but to me it was because, you know, these are people that are miles ahead of me, but what an opportunity, what a chance to have someone who's really good at what they do spend that one-on-one moment with me. And so I took it as a moment to be like, okay, that's it. We're leveling up. We're going to go for it. I'm going to make a new landing page and it's still not going to be perfect, but it's me 10 times better because I'm going to take what was really valuable from this situation and I'm going to go for it. And that just switched my energy and made me excited again. And then I had a client in copywriting who for the first time ever has been really, really hard to deal with. Like I have had many, many clients all happy, all great. Everything's good. They've loved the product that I've given them. But this one client just, it's like a resistance since day one. And again, it made me want to quit. It made me want to quit because I wanted to please her so badly. Like that was my goal was to make her happy and to like really make sure that the result is what she wanted. And so again, perfectionist. I caught myself feeling the perfection tendency and, you know, I'm trying to be gracious and and help her and, and get her the result that she wants. But at the end of the day, I am doing the best that I can, right? That's our new standard here. I'm doing the best that I can and I will continue to do the best that I can. But if the wires just keep getting crossed, you know, it's just not an energetic alignment, then I need to be okay with that and then take what I can learn from the situation and do better with someone else next time. And so again, another moment to practice progress instead of perfectionism and in sharing those two moments that have happened literally almost at the same time, I realized that when you are committed to 
becoming better at something and and growing in a certain way in your life, your life will give you opportunities to practice. So I could look at those moments and be like, oh, that was so embarrassing. I should have never done that. I should have just quit while I was ahead. And who did I think that I could run my own business? But instead, you know, look at it as, oh, the universe and God is giving me a chance to actually get to that level that I want to get to. And these are moments to practice that. And I can choose to behave differently with these moments than I would have in the past. And hopefully by responding differently, I'll have learned my lesson and then I can get greater and bigger opportunities moving forward. And so that's the shift that I'm hoping that you can grasp from this episode and and one that I'm going to keep working on. And so hopefully this gives a little bit of a a seed planted in, in your heart and in your mind that it is okay. Just do your best. Just keep going. Like, don't let perfectionism ruin the, the colors and the taste of life and the different experiences and the ability to not be a victim. Cause I feel like in a way perfectionism puts you in victim mode because you are trying to control so much that you're just not letting there be room to breathe and to grow and to question and, And, you know, we're never going to be perfect, you know, and I can't control everything. And I think that's another perfectionist tendency that I have that, oh, if I just like have an amazing process and I have everything outlined and all my ducks in a row and I know all the information from all the experts, then there's no way I can fail and I'll be good. Like it's a safety net for me. And that is so incorrect. Like already, like I feel the anxiety coming back just saying that and and I know it's something I have to unravel and loosen and let go of. And hopefully one day everything will be so flowy and free and effortless. And I'm hoping the same for you too. But know that it just starts with one moment at a time. So don't put pressure to fix it overnight. I'm with you and I understand what you're going through with perfectionism. I'll just leave you with that. And I would love to hear what your biggest takeaway was. So make sure to leave a comment or send me an email and that'll all be in the show notes. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Now it's time for an affirmation. I am ready to do my best when facing any challenge. I pour my heart into everything I do and see every moment as an opportunity to learn. If you found today's tips inspiring or thought-provoking, share it right now on social media and make sure to tag me at Francesca A. Phillips or at Find Your Good Space and also weigh in in the comment section at findyourgoodspace.com. You can find links in the show notes. And if you have a spiritual or mindfulness problem that you want me to unpack on an upcoming The Good Space episode or an awesome manifesting story you want to share, give my podcast phone line a ring right now at 917-719-0867. Also, don't forget to download my free morning routine guide. It's what helped me reduce my anxiety, increase productivity, and so much more. The link to everything I mentioned is in the show notes. See you soon.